loyalty program changes at Marriott, Hyatt, American Airlines, and more on today's Milonomics Squared podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Sam Simon. And I'm Robert Dwyer. And this is the Milonomics Squared podcast, no annual fee edition. If you're not subscribed to the full Milonomics Squared podcast, you're missing out on a deeper dive into topics like the following. All right, Sam, your call. Which of these three would you like to talk first, Marriott, Hyatt, or AA? Uh, I'm going to go with Marriott first. Really? That's surprising. Are you looking to get the uh, hard work out of the way first, the unpleasantries <laughs> out of the way before we get into more civilized discussion? Yeah, I will just say, I mean, uh, you know, in preparing for the show, you and I have been talking a lot, as we usually do, and I realized that I have kind of insulated my entire life from any of the three things that we're going to talk about <laughs> mattering to me, so... Um, I can't relate to what you just said, but let's do it. <laughs> All right. Let's get the unpleasantries out. I'll, I'll cover the basics on each of these, and then you give me your reaction. All right. So, so Marriott, Sounds these good. all happen on Tuesday, and everybody seem to be a, uh, there seemed to be a concerted effort between these three entities to release their updates for the year. It seems to be kind of, uh, my perception is that, that there's an ch- opportunity here to redefine what uh, loyalty schemes look like uh, coming out of COVID, and they're, they're taking it and really driving it in a more revenue-based direction. So with Marriott here, they're doing away with their award chart starting in March of 2022, and the points required will track the cash price. So let's pause there. That's, you know, kind of a big deal, but things had been trending in that way in the first place. You know, they had these peak and off-peak prices and they categorized all their hotels. So they were already trying to move things in that direction. Well, I guess they said, let's go like Hilton. Forget all this. Let's just go, we'll we'll price it whatever we want. We'll tell you how much it's going to cost depending on cash. I mean, is that a good thing or or a bad thing in terms of, uh, you know, if you have a bunch of Marriott points stashed up? What do you think? Well, like anything, Robert, I think it's both. I think that on the high end, this allows them the Super Bowl weekend, New Year's Eve, uh, you know, those those really pricey, pricey times where hotel points have come to our rescue. This allows the sky to literally be the limit. And, uh, and pricing can go as high as it maybe needs to go if this is actually a dynamically priced system at this point. On the low end or on the, the reasonable end, I know that this and the next change hopefully will make it easier to use some points. You know, that it becomes an issue where there's not enough days that are low level or uh, just one little category higher in their current system that you get locked out. And we just talked about that on our very last episode of this no annual fee show. Using some of these certificates became impossible because of the, the award tiers that they have right now. And I'm using all the wrong terms, Robert, because I'm not in this program, but... I am. I've got 240,000 Marriott points. And I don't know if this is actually a net positive for me because I think that I would go to the well only in a situation where cash nights are really expensive and points get me out of that. And I think that those situations are probably going to become near extinct. Yeah. You, you know, if the top end is going to be really expensive and like you say, you can't use hotel points to get you out of that situation. It takes away what I think is one of the most important parts of a loyalty program, and that is the opportunity for outsized value. It really makes yeah. the fun, the program no fun to participate in if they're going to take away all of the cool redemptions. So I don't like it from that perspective, but uh, at the same time, you know, if they go more cash-based... Well, we've got another cash-based currency in this country, and it really is truly based on cash. It's you know? <laughs> cash. <laughs> so I, I think they should avoid going in that direction to an extent, but I could see why they want to do it to protect themselves from, 
you know, uh, some of the way these hotel things work, as I understand it, the hotel gets paid uh, based on some, you know, rate that they're able to uh, realize across all their hotels that they're actually selling with cash and a bunch of different schemes are, are set up with these hotel owners. So I guess this avoids a situation where somebody's getting a good deal as a customer and then the uh, the person who's running the loyalty program has to pay a lot out of pocket for uh, relative to the points that they took in. But boy, it sure creates a, a not a very fun program, but I don't think a terrible program. I mean, Delta has gone that way and uh, others have gone that way and it just seems to be the direction everything's going. So uh, we'll see here. I mean, I don't mind it in a sense if I can sign up for a bunch of credit cards and get a bunch of Marriott points without actually staying in their hotels. I mean, that's what, really what I'm, I'm looking to do here. But I don't think they're uh, industry leading program uh, in, in any way, shape or form, here, especially <laughs> compared to Hyatt. I, I agree with everything you just said, Robert. The only thing I want to add is when there isn't outsized value, there isn't a reason to hold on to those points. So maybe we'll be closer to uh, you know, zero than we are now uh, and just be transactional, yeah. like you said, applying getting the points, using the points, lather, rinse, repeat, and just look at them as a, uh, a secondary cash source almost for yeah. hotel stays. Uh, well, hey, uh, let's tag this next one right along here because this is, I think, maybe an upgrade. I don't know. You're, you're flush with these certificates, Robert, so let's jump into it. Yeah, I really like it, actually, because I've lamented the, this problem before. Uh, the, the the change that they're making is that starting in, quote, early 2022, you'll be able to top off a free night certificate with up to 15,000 points. So the certificates that I commonly see flying around, well, I guess you see them at all levels in this program. Uh, the ones from the credit cards, the lower annual fee credit cards are 35K certificates. There's 50K <laughs> certificates for the higher end credit cards. And then the Bonvoy Brilliant even has an 85K certificate. So I guess you could take that up to 100k uh so you know they're, they're why are they making the program so complex i mean it's just mind-boggling it's it really point, is. you'll be like i i don't even i'm not even gonna try to figure this out until i actually want to go try to stay at a hotel but that said i really do like this one because if you have a 50k certificate and things creep up on a saturday night to 60k you can use that certificate and just redeem 10,000 points whereas otherwise you wouldn't be able to stay at that hotel using that certificate at all and you know, coming into the end of the year here where you know, things are set to expire uh, while well, they're they're pushing out the expiration until the middle of 2022. That's nice. But that date will come. And I think this would be a handy way to use these for more stays. You're not boxed into, you know, in Chicago, it's a great 50K uh, city. New York City is a terrible 50K city. So, right, you know, right. I'm not going to go to Chicago instead of New York if I'd rather go to New York because of the certificates, right? So this opens up the opportunity <laughs> to top it off with some points. I really like this change. What do you think of this one? Uh, I, the cynic in me is like someone's going to price it at 65,001 point. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's exactly what the dynamic pricing enables. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just odd that, you know, that they would cap what you could add yeah. to the certificate. Yeah, why Seems come up weird, with 50K? That's a good point. Yeah. You know, great. But hey, it's an upgrade. They've also extended those certificates to June 30th, 2022, which is a nice uh, little extra amount of time to use those certificates. So Marriott, uh, we never really loved you. We still don't really love you. I guess that nothing has changed, Robert. What do you think? Very difficult as an American to avoid this program, as we were saying on the page show the past couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, good credit card offers out there. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe always never a bad time to get one. I think you can find utility in them. But, boy, they're really making it complex. And it's almost like they're they're paid in terms of the number of uh, uh, intricacies in their program, in terms of the person yeah. devising the program. Like, wow, you really <laughs> created one whiz-bang system. There. That's incredible. Like the uh, bureaucracy on Futurama or something. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, all right, Robert. This next one here, Hyatt Off Peak and Peak Goes Live. We, 
I cannot remember when we first talked about this. It's definitely pre-COVID, I think. And they've shelved it, and now it is uh, it is officially happening. And so um, you did some research on this. I did not do a ton of research, but I've kept up with the news here. Not great? Is that how you would say it? Uh, I'd say not bad. I, I, you know, oh, wow. So yeah, I mean, bottom line, the Hyatt program, their award chart, is still so favorably priced in conjunction with the ability to earn ultimate rewards from all the chase cards their their chart the value you get per point even with this you know if you call it a devaluation with this change it's still so industry leading it's it's so far out in in front of the other hotels i think it's still a great program so i was thinking about doing a couple of speculative bookings i looked at a few of my favorite properties you know park hyatt new york uh park hyatt aviara and I couldn't even find availability on the dates that I wanted to check. <laughs> so uh, it's, you start bumping into that and you're reminded of, you know, the Hyatt program is great until you go to interact with it. And believe me, I've gotten a lot of good value out of Hyatt over the years that we talked about on, the, on the, this show and on the paid show. Uh, but it's, it's frustrating when you're just trying to draw some data points on what things are looking like and you can't even see whether there's availability to, to draw from. But they do have a calendar now and the calendar shows you what days are peak, off peak and regular. And as I was wandering around looking at it for the, my favorite hotels, I well, first it doesn't tell you if there's actually availability there. It just tells you what they would charge what, for the hotel theoretically, if there yeah, theoretically yeah. was availability there. But you get to see what the chart looks like, and it's, it's uh, some of the choices are bizarre. And it's like, oh yeah, this one Monday is going to be <laughs> off peak. Or this. I was looking at Fourth uh, of July, literally the Fourth of July at the Park Hyatt Aviara, and that was a, a non-peak day. And I've got to think that hotel's going to be sold huh. out on that day. Uh, so I don't know what they're they're basing it on. I guess I was reading on One Mile at a Time that they went and surveyed. They're, they're not using their own metrics of how things are. They're looking at like a travel bureau's estimate of what are peak and off-peak travel times for that market, you know, as defined by the, mm. the collection of hotels in that locale. So that almost seems kind of strange to me. I mean, why, why wouldn't they look at their own, you know, revenue per yeah. average room historical. historically or something? Yeah. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Right? So I, I guess there's some opportunity there to find a, a, a sweet spot. But, you know, bottom line, if, if there's, you know, I don't shape my trip around when Hyatt is off peak, you know, and these sure. changes are, are what, like 10, 20% uh, differences in the categories or something like that. I mean, if you could gin up 30,000 ultimate rewards to transfer up to Hyatt to stay at the Park Hyatt New York, I think you're going to be able to still do this even if it's peak or not. It's not going to make or break your vacation. What do you think? I think I love that, Robert, especially bookending that discussion with the Marriott dynamic pricing, which that's the other end of this. And so small incremental increases that we can strategically look at and book when it makes sense for us, I like. That's the game we've known for forever. Um, And so this is just more of that. Uh, Let's go back to that other currency that you can book hotels with, cash. And the idea that cash inflates and the value of your money goes down over time and prices of hotels have to come up. And so is this a inline inflationary change or is this a dynamic huge change in your opinion yeah it seems pretty incremental i don't know if we can make the case that this is just keeping pace with inflation and they are giving us the bright side of you know off peak right i mean i I didn't i read a post some at some point i think it's on our site um the most uh miscategorized hyatt's you know, the ones that are yeah, were right. off season. You wrote and, that. Yeah. yeah. And it really kind of feeds into this, right? You're not going to, well, you maybe you would, but in theory, you then you wouldn't find something that there was a, a Park Hyatt Mallorca 
and that was a terrible terrible value in in the winter and you know this would have given them an opportunity to use this to to right that wrong to get things right but it almost doesn't seem like there's enough uh, amplitude to the swing to me between peak and off peak uh, it, to, to match what the difference in cash prices were you know you look at a resort in the Caribbean and say say Park Heights St. Kitts the price of that in August versus the price between Christmas and New Year's yeah. Uh, yeah. isn't contained by the peak and off peak swing that we have here. So I guess that's a good thing. Uh, still more uh, opportunity for outsized value until they take that next step and go completely dynamic like uh, we just talked about Marriott doing. I, I agree, Robert. Uh, Hawaii is another place where you know there are weeks of the year where the cash price is three or four times the normal price and they just can't get that high yeah. on points. Um, uh, and the last thing that we want to cover here, I think, on this is that, you know, there's a one-to-one -one transfer option with Ultimate Rewards and so many bonus cards to earn Ultimate Rewards. Really a fantastic opportunity to earn these points and transfer over to Hyatt. And that is still there. That hasn't changed at all. Absolutely. That's a great thing. Ready to move on to AA? Uh, all right. Yes, let's do it, Robert. Well, let's get to the good news first. My wife tells me she, <laughs> if I ever say if I ever say I've got good news and I've got bad news, bad news, she doesn't like that. She just says, "Just give me the good news," you know, or don't 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 don't, don't give me a sense of dread. That some bad news is coming. What's wrong? Uh, so uh, the good news is that AA it has not tinkered with their partner award chart, uh, unaffected here, and that was the big concern. Yeah. You know, I mentioned on the page show that I just transferred over a ton of thank you points over to AA that expires. That opportunity expires uh, theoretically in mid-November, uh, and I transferred a ton over it. And I was thinking, oh, great, you know, just in time for them to, you know, take maybe that sweet spot Pull of the rug out, yeah. <laughs> you know, Japan yeah. for 60k or whatever in business class. But no, that's untouched. But the thing that they seem to be so interested in tweaking was the scheme under which you earn status. You know, it's not just through flying; it's it's through spend and it's through uh, how much you're spending on flying. So. You know, as a guy who doesn't even have an American Airlines account, I don't really so much care about that. And, you know, <laughs> thinking about for my wife, like, would I care if she had executive platinum status? Like, I, I don't fly AA enough. I try to make shape my life around not flying AA so much. So what do you think? Is that a big nothing burger or what? You know, I for me and for you and for, I would say, the majority of people listening to this show, it's nothing. It's nothing. And for what it could have been, like you said, Robert, it could have been a terrible October surprise of... Uh, you know, completely dynamic award pricing uh, or uh, partner awards that went up by 50 or uh, 75 or 100 uh, percent. And none of that occurred. And there are people out there and it's it's actually there's a specific person out there I'm thinking of, Robert, who maybe loves this. And it's the co-branded Paradox cardholder, the person who loves AA and puts everything on their co-branded City and Barclay card. At, to earn miles, like one mile per dollar everywhere they go and spend money and think that that is making a huge difference in their life versus like what we were just talking about with Ultimate Rewards and all the bonus categories and the American Express opportunities that we've talked about all year on the paid show. That person will have a positive change from this in that their base spend on those credit cards will go towards their executive or will go towards their elite level at American Airlines. Now, were they probably getting to that level anyway without the credit card spend? Probably. And so will they just get there quicker, like in two months or three months, or will they spend more on the credit card? I think there still is a co-branded paradox, um, but I think that this makes them feel better about that situation. It strengthens the tie to the spend that they're doing 
And that spend has been shown to be very lucrative for these companies. And so I think American Airlines is just saying, show me the money. And it's these loyalty points that they want through all these different things, but not through credit card signups. We're yeah. not going to give you any for that. And not through uh, bonus spend opportunities. We don't want you actually bonus spending. <laughs> um, and so they've carved out all the areas that it would make sense for someone like us to go like, all right, you know, for $10,000 in highly bonus spend plus one credit card, we can get high, you know, top tier. No, it's not happening. And um, and I'm not going to spend on, well, first of all, we're not probably going to even apply for AA credit cards given the history of this show and that situation. But even if we were, uh, that wouldn't help. And so it's, it's the spend on 1x spend. It's the 1x spend on those cards that most of the people listening to this show would be able to use because I'm not spending $27,000 on airfare on American Airlines in my lifetime, Robert. That's my plan, <laughs> uh, let alone in one year. And so uh, I don't know if it's going to actually thin the ranks of their elite. I don't think it's meant to do that. I think it's just like, a, hey, feel better about it. Now your spend on the credit card actually helps. So go use that credit card. It's going to create more co-branded paradox. That's a great analysis, and I really didn't think of it that way. You know, it's like they're incenting you to spend in an unwise manner on that car that gives you one piddly airline mile per dollar because yeah like you say all these these bank point cards can give you you know two i think pretty much two x across the board with the the amex blue business plus the city double cash 1.5 base on the uh, chase unlimited the chase freedom unlimited and then you've got cards that earn even more than that 2.625 percent over on at bank of yeah. america so really take that into account and, and i know it, it in a sense it's cool that you can gin up status through spend you know it's kind of music to my ears in a sense because the last way I'd want to do it is by actually flying Air American Airlines off of airplanes and service around. But if, if I could do it through spend, I might be tempted to do it or at least a little bit. But yeah, the way they've so pigeonholed it to be specific to that unbonus spend, that is not a yeah. deal. And you really got to look at that yeah. opportunity cost of what that you'd be earning better if you didn't. And you could get yourself a lot of free upgrades for that difference, I would think. Oh, Robert, I mean, imagine if, and this is a hypothetical, the thank you point to American Airlines transfer sticks around. Mm-hmm. You could spend on a city double cash or you could spend at 1x on an AA card. And on the double cash, you would earn twice as many AA miles, but you wouldn't earn any status at all. And so it's further evidence, I feel like, that's going to stick around because you mm -hmm. have to pick. Do you want those miles to count or do you want the miles? And I, I could be wrong. You know, that uh, November 14th, that could go away forever. But I don't know. It, it's just too weird of a situation for it to not. I probably won't even make the show. It's just between you and I, but maybe it will. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyways, Robert, you're not putting $200,000 on a card that you don't have. I'm not either. Let's move on to something that we might do here. Well, City to Choice Hotel. Go ahead. Are, are we really going to do this one? I mean, this one sounded really interesting, and I would like to send a personal <laughs> thank you to Greg at Frequent Miler for bashing oh my gosh, this yes. one. I mean, he's doing, yeah. <laughs> he's doing us all a favor by looking at this stuff. I mean, okay, Ch Choice us, Hotel, yeah. one to two transfers from, from City Thank You Points. <laughs> we have a bunch of City Thank You Points, and here is a very interesting one. You know, I thought when the Prestige, there's a scheme where you get you get fourth night free and pay with Thank You Points, and you get the rewards plus 10 percent back you know i was i wasted so many hours uh booking clever hotel stays with that and i thought when they did away with so many of those angles 
that I was going to be absolved of trying to waste my time using city thank you points for clever hotel stays. But it comes back here with a vengeance <laughs> with not only choice hotels, they but... They got you, Robert. They uh, got you. Uh, well, the, the, the real carrot is the preferred hotels, which are a partnership with choice hotels. And uh, the, the rabbit hole you go down is, well, not all oh, of the preferred hotels are included, but, but some of them are. And so, some of them are really good. You know, I, I came up with a list of <laughs> half dozen properties that were really compelling. I was like, oh, and here's the, here's the link to check. And, okay, yes, this hotel is included. And then you check and you say, well, there's an award calendar here. It shows you when the rooms are available. And some, uh, there's not a single date available. And some are wide open. So it makes you question whether both those things are, either of those things are true. Right. And then you see other ones with, you know, a reasonable award calendar. Some dates are taken and some dates aren't. But in, in, in comparing notes with uh, not just Greg, but also uh, or reading Greg's stuff, but uh, uh, Craig from Middle Aged Miles, he left a comment there and he reached out to him. And he's like, I'm seeing the same thing. You know, the calendar showed that it was open and I called, uh, you know, two or three times and had a frustrating phone call with somebody. It didn't converge. And you know, all of this is just to get your foot in the door to get that first booking. You know, so if you're just kicking tires on, on this, imagine you're going to have to uh, book it, cancel it, you know, actually confirm it. Did it actually go? I mean, just a nightmare of uh, you, you had some really good points, too, in terms of uh, this being a square peg in a round hole situation about why this doesn't work for you. I mean, what, what kind of room do you get with these? Well, apparently they book into only book into double occupancy rooms, which I don't even think I could use it. I need three, four at least. What am I going to do? Book two rooms? I I. I love, like you said, Greg did a lot of heavy lifting on this. And there is someone listening who's able to make it and, and make it work for them. But I don't know if it's you or I or anyone. <laughs> it's It sounds like a, a, a clever person's, uh, you know, a dream scenario. You know, if you f- figure this yeah. out, you're like, oh, man, 27500 and I'm staying in a $1,000 night hotel. Because they, you know, they're not going to ramp. The, they, they don't have a, <laughs> we were just talking about a peak and off peak situation, a, uh, a adjusted to price. There's none of that going on. It's just a number out there. But is it really, is it real? Is it attainable? I mean, what would I do? Book, you know, three, four rooms because it's so affordable and just kind of book a whole floor and take, take over the hotel. I, I just can't imagine this working out well. And least of all in cases of cancellation or modification because. Oh my God, that would be awful. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about calling. I didn't have a choice account. And I was like, I, you know, I don't, I don't need to be part of the expiration party here that (laughs) figures this out. Let let this mature a little bit, I think is my outlook on it. But I was pressed into thinking about it because I have a bunch of thank you points sitting there. I wanted to get them out of the program. And I was thinking this could be a good redemption on paper. I can see this easily being oh, worth yeah. four centipedes. And that's really compelling to me. But uh, <laughs> sometimes you don't just pay with the miles. You you, you pay with your, your brain cells. And that's what, I think this would be an example of that. <laughs> you know, I wonder, Robert, if they ever got really serious about making this, making a play for loyalty points, uh, would it would it get better? Can it get better? Or is this just something that's out there? that has just kind of been flapping in the breeze for so long and it's just dwindled into almost nothing. I, I don't know. I'd love to hear from listeners of the show who've had success or failure in this and uh, and maybe collect some more data points. Yeah, you would think there might be somebody with legacy experience with this from some bizarre Amtrak to choice to mm-hmm. preferred hotel mm-hmm. stay. That's like, you know, cracked 80% of the problem here. And you would think this would really open the floodgates with a one to two ratio, but uh, I don't know if I want to be part of that. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Robert. Last thing here, the Freedom Flex top spend offer for additional Q4 2021 bonus points. This one is interesting. It's only on the Freedom Flex 5X card. So that's the MasterCard version of the Freedom card that earns 5X in rotating categories. It's not on the old Freedoms. So is this 
the $75 backdoor uh, sign-up bonus, if you will, to convert all your cards to Freedom Flexes. Because if you spend whatever spend you have in the top category of the categories that they have here in the list, gets an extra 4X capped at 1500 for Q4. So in Q4, if you spend at uh, grocery stores, home improvement stores, uh, drug stores, gas stations, streaming services, I'm sure is in there because it's always in there, <laughs> you would get the extra 4X. And if you could coincide somehow with the current 5X promotion for quarter four, that would be 9X if my math is correct. Or if you could maybe do drugstores, which are 3X all the time, that would be 7X. There's a lot of Xs flying around here, Robert, and I'm remembering one-to-one Hyatt. So this could represent some Hyatt points. Yeah. This is my kind of promotion. Uh, yeah, and I, and I thought I was done for the quarter with PayPal. But then I started thinking, well, PayPal's not a viable top category. But when you bought something that was through PayPal, it also had a category associated with it might have been a drugstore it might have been a online purchase that had a store behind it so you run into all a these deli crazy, for example yeah yeah you run all these crazy possibilities i mean the way chase is like keeping track of all this stuff is pretty amazing but it makes for if you have a stable of freedom cards especially freedom flex i think one takeaway it it's time i think to dispose of those old freedom cards i don't think there's any upside in keeping an old freedom 5x classic visa card it's time to get I over agree. to the freedom flex that 3x at drugstore is interesting compelling in here and could pair nicely with this but i don't think you could pull off the ultimate triple dip i don't think well maybe you could i, I bet the adventurous out there could where you would do a paypal transaction at a drugstore drug and it was store? your top yeah. category that would be more than a hat trick and, and if anybody's pulled that off we'd love to see pictures or Four, it didn't happen was <laughs> that 14x 12x uh, uh, what, 12x. What, yeah. Uh, I, they said it would top out at nine, but it seems like it would be possible to get it up oh, to 12. Oh, the challenge has been extended, Robert. It's going <laughs> to top out at nine, they say. Watch us, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think that, look, one other thing to say is, like, this is this is the best Chase can do right now, and it's nothing compared to what American Express has done lately. But True. It's something. It's something. And it's fun. And like you said, Robert, I do think it's time to change those cards over. The only thing I hate is how long it takes to get a new card from them. I mean, what is it, two weeks, maybe three? It's, it's no uh, MX Platinum. No, and since you're changing from Visa to MasterCard, your card number will change, which means you got to put it in everywhere else. At, at, that's a good deal. I mean, at, at Drugstore, that card, the Freedom Frex, starts to rival the old blue cash uh, when you think about those being worth uh, 1.5 cents a piece. So uh, get out there and get those Freedom Flexes converted and, and get a stable of those. That's That's the takeaway, I think. I love it, Robert. All right, close us out. Well, thanks for joining us this week. For a more in-depth discussion about points and miles, visit us at patreon.com slash milonomics. There you get a special link to listen to additional content right in your mobile podcast app or on your computer where we speak more freely about topics like these. As always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at milonomics, and Robert is at Robert Dwyer. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, we'll see you on the site.